0: Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.
1: From St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air.
0: It seems rather ridiculous that someone would want to take us to that point when all they had to do was sit down and talk with us. I got a letter with a bunch of
1: names on it. It's so important for your representative of area or the city to come and talk to you and see where you're at and what they can do for you and you know help you replace what is taking from you
2: I'm Sarah Fensky Last month, the last remaining restaurant in University City's Jeffrey Plaza closed its doors. Jamaican restaurant De Palm Tree had been open for 18 years in the low-key U-City strip mall, which had become a hub for international cuisine. De Palm Tree owner Easton Romer didn't want to close, but the writing was on the wall for some time now, and it involved the $189 million Costco Costco-anchored development, now under construction, just blocks away. In 2018, the developer behind the project, Novus, purchased Jeffrey Plaza with plans to tear it down for the development. And soon after, businesses were moved to -to month-to-month leases. Novus and University City said they would assist those businesses with relocation expenses. But the details remained hazy. So did the timing. It wasn't clear if the developer had the financing to move forward. Back in 2018, not long after the Costco proposal was unveiled, the owner of Clipper's Barber Salon told St. Louis Public Radio that it would cost $25,000 for him to move out of Jeffrey Plaza. Well, when our producer caught up with Clipper's owner Carl Walker yesterday, he said that all the uncertainty around the project had left him with a, quote, eerie feeling. Ultimately, he decided to move.
3: Like I said, I understand the greater good of the Costco coming and all that. But at the same time for the small business owners who were not in my position to just go out there and find a location and do what you have to do what's best for you, it was it was a eerie feeling. It's not knowing it's just the not knowing that it can be over tomorrow. And that's what's happening with a lot of people in that uh plaza right now. They're stuck.
2: Now, like the other tenants of Jeffrey Plaza, Carl recounts a meeting with Novus President Jonathan Brown. That's not long after Novus, the developer, bought the strip mall and moved the tenants to month-to-month leases.
3: We had a, a, um, a meeting with Jonathan Brown, basically explaining what was going on, why we were month-to-month, the whole process and what they were trying to do and ready to do. What They didn't have an exact timetable. And see, that's the whole thing. It was never an exact timetable. And then I kind of, they kind of wanted it all done in 2020, from my understanding, but the pandemic happened. So I understand that too.
2: Now, Carl left Jeffrey Plaza two years later. That was in 2020. He said he submitted an invoice to University City for his relocation costs. But the city's third-party relocation specialist told him he wasn't eligible. Carl Walker now says he's ready to file suit to receive the funds he believes were promised. Carl says he doesn't need the money, but he can't tolerate what he sees as dishonesty from the city.
3: It's the principle of this. And I'm, I'm, willing, to, I'm willing to take this as far as I have to. Like, a lot of people, you know, in these positions, man, they're not willing to take it all the way. And the little money that they, you know, they were supposed to give me, you know, I wasn't really, I wasn't trying to run them up to a, a crazy total. Just give me what you said you was going to give me. But it was more like a slap in the face, like, nah, like he lied to me almost.
2: And that is Carl Walker of Clippers Barber Salon, which left Jeffrey Plaza in 2020. Now, last year, just after getting final approvals from the city, the developer Novus sold the whole project to a different developer. It's a partnership called U-City LLC. It's led by the CEO of Seneca Commercial Real Estate and the CEO of Clayco and developer CRG. They are the new owners of Jeffrey Plaza, and they gave tenants orders to vacate by February 18th. De Palm Tree was one of the last to go. And joining us now with more is Easton Romer. He's the founder of the De Palm Tree restaurant. Easton, welcome.
1: Thank you so much. It's great to be here.
2: And we're also joined today by Max Tai. His family owned multiple properties within the Costco redevelopment footprint, some across the street from the Jeffrey Plaza. Max, welcome. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here, Sarah. So, Easton, let's start with De Palm Tree. What originally led you to open in the Jeffrey Plaza?
1: Well, Um, we was searching for a place eventually, and then, um, I was reading the paper one day and saw that this spot is available and, um, drove by and I really liked it. It was small and intimate, you know, um, actually my wife, mother says I should go and check it out.
2: She said, here's a spot that could work for you.
1: Yes. And, um, I went there and. Me and my wife, and we check it out, and I really, the place called me, and I was like, yes, yes.
2: You felt that this was going to be the home.
1: Yes, yes.
2: And this was the home for a long time. This was a restaurant that had a big following. I mean, people loved De Palm Tree. Did you ever think prior to this whole Costco thing, oh, I don't know, we could move somewhere bigger, somewhere more glamorous? Were you happy in Jeffrey Plaza?
1: Yeah, I was happy. I was happy, and people loved the place, although it was small in And um, very intimate people love to uh, come to the palm tree, and they love their food. They love their food. I I put a lot of work into it, and uh, that's what lasts for so long, you know. Mm -hmm. People
2: appreciate that quality. They
1: appreciate that quality.
2: And, Max, you're one of the people who appreciated that quality. Were you familiar with Jamaican food before the palm tree opened?
0: No, actually... um East, when I opened Olive Harvest Market years ago, Easton, uh, was my first customer that came in and asked me to uh, to get a whole goat for him. So I actually cut the goat for Easton. Wow, you got that goat! I got that goat for him. But uh, yeah, his uh, his cuisine is excellent. My f- favorite, of course, is his curry goat, which is you know to die for.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's some really good food there, and that stretch of Olive Boulevard, including Jeffrey Plaza, that changed so much in the past 20 years. Max, for you, what was your first impression of that of that area?
0: Well, we've been involved in the area for about 30 years, so my family's always been in business in the area. It's a thriving immigrant, immigrant um, population there. Um, you know Everyone there is, uh, is just working for themselves, trying to make a living. The diversity there is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, the cuisines over the last 20, 30 years has really exploded, and uh, you know Easton was a big part of that, I feel.
2: Yeah, he kind of made this a destination, and mm. then other good restaurants moved nearby. It became, even though Easton, he has a, a Jamaican restaurant there, Easton is from Jamaica, this became almost an unofficial Chinatown because there were so many Chinese businesses there and and so much good Asian food. What led to that becoming such a hub for that?
0: Well, I think what happened was um, our family had, with a partnership with another, opened a uh, a wholesale distribution of, of Asian foods at the time. And uh, restaurants just kind of popped up around that area. Um, supply was close, mm-hmm. and and it was something I was very familiar. And, of course, at that time, you know, rents were cheaper, more affordable for these families to go in. And, you know, even though everyone says that area became, you know, an unofficial Chinatown, it's more – it's very international. It's not just Chinese. And, and, and Easton is evidence of that. You know, it was more of – you know, something of a, a cultural hub more yeah. so than anything else.
2: Easton, did you see that with your clientele, people just coming from, from all over?
0: All over,
1: all over. People uh, ask me, uh, when you going to open one in Atlanta? When you going to open one in Florida? <laughs> you know, um, people come into town, come straight from the airport, straight to the restaurant, you know. So, yeah, but that area, like, like, like George says, is a very diverse area. Mm-hmm. And for a very long time U City was all about small businesses. You know, if you check the loop, the loop was all about small businesses. They that,
2: they intentionally kept national chains out for a long time. Exactly. That that did change ultimately. Yes. But for a long time that was the whole branding there.
1: It was, it was. And people could come in and 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 and, and show off their culture and And uh, introduce people to their food, and whether it's whether it's artwork or food, or you know, it was there for them. Mm. Music, live music playing on the streets, you know, just it, it was. It was all about the small business, and um, that changes now.
2: Changed. That changed? Yes. And really, one big way it changed, in 2018, the original developer, this is Novus, they announced this project, and it wasn't clear exactly what the footprint was, even for journalists trying to cover this. It wasn't clear what would all be included, but we knew it was right up there, right near Jeffrey Plaza. Did you consider, at that point, leaving?
1: Um, I... To be honest with you, I never even consider leaving. <laughs> yeah. Be honest with you. I'm just said I said to my wife, I'm just gonna stick it out until somebody say, Go, you gotta go, you know. Um, because I'm supposed to be here and when it's time to leave then I'll I'll go on, you know. But um that era was was, was was nice for me. It was, it was something special. It was very special.
2: And so you yeah. were kind of waiting. You knew the project had been announced, but for a long time they didn't have the financing. They also didn't have city approval. Nobody knew if it was going to happen. Was there much communication from the city in 2018, 2019?
1: No, no. I didn't hear anything from anyone. Um, I got a letter with a bunch of names on it saying, contact these people if you need spot. You know, that's about it, but it's it's so important for your representative of whoever represents you in that area or that city to come and talk to you mm-hmm. and see where you're at and what they can do for you and you know, help you replace what is taken from you because when it comes down to it, you did pay tax. You did pay your way through it's, you know, so mm-hmm. at least help. And, and when you help me, it helped back your constituency, you know. But, but that I, didn't happen. It didn't.
2: You told me that the councilmen for the area did finally stop by but he stopped by on the very last night. <laughs> you were in Jeffrey Plaza. You were getting ready to close your doors the next day.
1: Yes, yes. I was, I was. that was the last night. And he walked in and um, he said, I was cooking and he sent a message to the kitchen that he once would like to speak to me. And I, I went out there eventually. And he says um, that he's responsible for all of this. and. And uh, he would like to keep me in New City, and he wants to talk to me about um, staying in New City. And in myself, I'm thinking, ah, uh, it's kind of late. Although I don't have a spot, it's kind of late to, you know, right now, because now I got to think about how I'm going to move these things out of here, <laughs> you know, where I'm going to put them, where I'm going to go, because, you know, I don't have time to think about what you're gonna do for me that's gonna take two or three months down the line. You
2: know? And so. Max, you own these properties and, and after our break, we'll, get, we'll go much deeper on what happened with those properties. But based on what Easton is saying about just not getting communication until the very last moment, just kind of one conversation at the last minute there, is that in line with what you experienced in, in the first couple of years of this project and, and other people in that footprint?
0: Well, I will say historically, Historically speaking, U City was very small business friendly. And and with my personal experience, um it was only after Shelly Welsh actually left
2: the, the former mayor, the
0: former mayor that we actually saw these this huge change and it was kind of surprising for at least for us. Mm-hmm. I mean, we would try to we communicate as best we could with the city, work with them um, there was open communication. It was great. Uh, we we figured we would do the same thing, you know, with, I guess, the new administration coming in. And it was very interesting where, you know, we requested a meeting um, with the city, with the mayor, with, a, I guess, the city manager. And that very first meeting, <laughs> they're, um, they're, they're uh, I guess, they're their attorney came with them. <laughs> of, so that
2: didn't feel so collaborative at that well, point. It,
0: it, was very, it was very odd. It, it was like, we're just going to have lunch and talk. It, it was just very odd. It, all of a sudden, it, it felt like there was a wall there that for whatever reason, it felt that we need to be on the defensive over lunch.
2: <laughs> We're talking today to Max Ty. His family owned multiple properties within that Costco redevelopment footprint. And we'll learn what happened to those properties when we come back after the break. We're also talking to Easton Romer. He's the founder of De Palm Tree Restaurant. It closed last month after 18 years in University City. We do need to take that quick break, but we'll be back shortly to continue this conversation and also hear a statement from the city. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis public radio.
0: Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association
2: Welcome back. Today we are exploring what happened to the small businesses who were affected by the giant Costco now under construction in University City. You know, this was a project that was pitched back in 2018. The small businesses were aware if this went through, they might be affected. But when businesses asked for a timeline, the answer was always ambiguous. People had trouble getting answers about how they'd be directly affected by that. And we're talking to two of uh, the businessmen affected by this. That's Easton Romer, the founder of Palm Tree Restaurant, which closed last month after 18 years in University City. We're also joined by Max Tai. His family owned multiple properties within the Costco redevelopment footprint. And as it turned out, the city used eminent domain in those. We will talk about that in just a moment. First, I want to read a statement from the developer and one from the city itself. Now, we reached out to the former developer Novus that got all this started. They referred us to the new developer that now owns the site, U-City LLC. Their spokeswoman said, quote, most of the tenants in Jeffrey Plaza have relocated to different tenant space consistent with the relocation plan and policy requirements of the city of University City, which are of public record. We asked some follow-up questions about that. They seem to feel things have been handled appropriately. Um, we also reached out to the city of University City. One thing our producer, Danny Wissentowski asked is how many businesses in the footprint have received financial help to relocate and the amount of funds dispersed so far for relocation assistance. The city manager provided a statement that did not entirely answer that question. It stated only that the city is currently working with two businesses from Jeffrey Plaza that hope to remain in University City. We don't know if anyone has received that financial assistance that was promised. The, the city manager Gregory Rose said this, the at olive development in University City continues to advance at a rapid pace. We are all excited about the build-out of the development. Uh, Costco is expected to open in October of this year. The businesses and the footprint of the market at olive redevelopment project are being considered on a case-by-case basis for relocation assistance. We established a relocation assistance office more than a year ago to assist those business owners that desire to continue operating in University City and are believed to be a good fit. He said they're currently working with two, and the statement continues, with regards to Carl Walker, I am told the prior owner of Jeffrey Plaza met with him and the other tenants to discuss relocation of the businesses operating in the plaza. We have not been involved in those discussions and have never discussed relocation relocation assistance with Mr. Walker. And then the city manager says that the mayor and council have established a task force to provide recommendations for creating a housing plan tailored to the city and a revitalization plan for the third ward. The task force members are expected to be appointed in the next 60 days. The mayor and council have committed to contributing $10 million from funds received from the market at Olive Development to the revitalization efforts of the third ward. They say there's going to be a lot of money going into this. It's not clear if any of that money is going to go to the people who were displaced because of it. Hearing that statement, Easton, any thoughts?
1: Yeah, um, I think that uh, if you have a job, um, you should do it. I don't think I have a job, and my job is to keep my business running. Now, your job is to come to me and let me know exactly what's going on. Not only that, make it work. Mm -hmm. Exactly, and that and, didn't happen. And that didn't happen, you know. And then you sit there, and then you say, "Oh, maybe par ups that's going to happen, or you know, if you waste your time trying to uh, get these funds, and all you do is sit there months after months waiting, and you got bills coming, and you got yeah. things to do." You know, you can get back money, but you can't get back time. So I don't waste my time.
2: You're not waiting to see what they're going to do next. You've, you've got to find your plan.
1: I've got to find my plan, you know. And then whatever happens after that, if they reach out and they want to speak to me and say something, yeah, then we will talk. But I have no, I can't waste my time with them, you know? uh, I don't, I know disrespect
2: mm-hmm. to,
1: my time is precious to me.
2: So, Max, you ended up in a different path for your family and its property that was affected by this. Uh, You're the chief executive of AccuHealth Urgent Care. That was across the street from Jeffrey Plaza. How long were you there and and owning things in the neighborhood?
0: Uh, We were there for um, about seven years. Okay. Okay. A good long time. Um, And I I will say, you know, it was a blessing to be there to service the community. And for us, we had to make the choice of, again, like other businesses, uh, we moved in our own time timeline because of the lack of information that was given. And, you know, it wasn't just the business that was there that was affected. We actually owned the property as well. So we we kind of knew where everything was going. Um, and you know, it uh, it went along the path of eminent domain. And Yeah, that's, so that's eminent domain <laughs>
2: that basically allows the city to force the sale of your private property. They can come in, condemn it and then you're kind of at the mercy of that process. Is is that a fair summary?
0: That's a fair summary. It, there wasn't there wasn't much choice given. I, I will I will say that you know we are blessed in the fact that we were able to defend ourselves and fight for ourselves as much as possible. Where many others would not be in that situation.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So so I mean I'm thankful that we were able to do
2: that. Well, so you've, you've tried to fight within the bounds of this eminent domain process that, that they started here. UCity city has claimed that it had to use eminent domain because, quote, the negotiation process failed. Is that an accurate description?
0: It failed in that they never really gave us the opportunity to negotiate. Um, we talked with Novus a few times. Um, we, we've submitted offers. Um, nothing ever came back. Um, and then I guess when they went through the eminent domain process, um, their offer was, their negotiation was, this is our actually their first and final offer.
2: <laughs> so they just said, hey, here's our here's our negotiation, here's what we're willing to pay.
0: Right, and it's kind of like you know this is our final offer, to take it or leave it, and and if not, we're gonna go through the nego- the eminent uh, domain process. We had. Um, no choice but to go through that process and you know it's uh the, it was interesting
2: <laughs> <laughs> that seems like a polite way to say that now you're still in that process today is that correct
0: uh, I think the, the lions portion of it is finished but there are some uh, issues with uh, with that entirety mm-hmm. uh, that litigation that is still ongoing so i can't comment too much to that mm-hmm. I, I will say that uh, the city as, the city taking us there was a very unpleasant um, process um, with eminent domain though. I mean, you do have, uh, I think the process is where you have, I guess, I don't want to call them judges or you know, commissioners or whatnot mm-hmm. that actually sit down and, um, and determine uh, what they deem is fair. Yeah. And, and I will say of the entire process, uh, those three were probably, I feel, the most fair out of the process. So at least we feel that at least we had a fair hearing. Yeah. Um, the this process, wasn't a
2: kangaroo court. But, e-
0: exactly, exactly. But you still
2: weren't happy to be forced into this court.
0: It, it seems rather ridiculous that someone would want to take us to that point when all they had to do was sit down and talk with us. But it seemed like they felt that they would get better value if they were able to just kind of steamroll over <laughs> us. <laughs>
2: And so that, I mean, this is, it's frustrating to hear these stories because you would have been willing to come to the table. Instead, everybody had to hire lawyers.
0: We begged them to come to the table. Yeah. And we said, here's the, offer. what do you think? Give us, give us a reply versus we're going through the domain process. This is the way it is. It, it was unfortunate. Um, but that being said, you know, the, the, the people that were in that, that were involved in the process itself you know, I think did the best job they could. Mm-hmm. It's just forcing yeah. us there, that was unpleasant.
2: <laughs> so one other wrinkle in this whole thing is that this Costco is being subsidized by university city tax dollars. It's a tax increment financing deal where some of the tax dollars that it generates goes back into the developer to help pay for the property being built and, and the developer to pay their costs. You guys were both basically displaced from your property in New city to make room for something that is getting a tax break to go into where you used to be. Easton does that bother you? Yes,
1: yes, it does because um eighteen years, and you pay your tax and you pay your tax on time, and you worry about all that stuff, and you you are trying to keep a shelter over your head and food in your family mouth, and someone can come and say, Hey, you gotta stop that right now. You know? Um it's 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 very hurtful and I know it's for George now it's it's even much more because he owns these properties.
2: You weren't just renting. He yeah. wasn't just
1: renting. It's a little different for me. Mm-hmm. And, but, and
2: Max, the, the city has said that it almost had to do this, that that third ward needed to be revitalized. This was something that that would help the area. What do you say to that argument?
0: I guess it depends on your definition and your point of view for those type of things. Uh, one yeah. thing that I felt, uh, going back to your point, how we feel about the whole process, um, our feeling was you know, the small businesses that are here, um, their their efforts, their blood and sweat that they put into there, yep. uh, we're not there to finance Costco. You know, we shouldn't be on the short end of the stick mm-hmm. to finance a company so that they could make or even or, or the university of city or whoever or developer even so they can make enough money to get the best deal. Mm-hmm. You know, if anything, if this was going to be subsidized, if it was going to be profitable, you know, then our feeling was like the small businesses there; those that are located there should be compensated, you know, for their efforts as well. Mm-hmm. You know, there what happens to their investment that they had? You know, how are they going to rebuild to get that cash flow to take care of their their families? You know, that that didn't sit well with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that really didn't sit well with me. Um, I think all the
1: um, small businesses
0: invest
1: in that area, in that community, and. I just think they deserve
0: way, way better than they have, you know, have received. The area when, what I found most disturbing and um, was the perception of the developer uh, and um, I, I will say this during the, uh, during the litigation that we had, that one thing really, really, um, one statement made during that entire thing when it came to value that really stuck with me was, they said that there was a psychological barrier uh, that started from 170 east of 170, and that made the land you know of much less value. And, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, what exactly are you talking about? Which psychological barrier? Are you saying that that barrier to whom?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Because from that area. Asian American immigrant businesses, that's where you want to be. That's where they, that's, that's the one place that you congregate. So there's no barrier there. So what barrier are you actually speaking of? And that's what really got me. And they were trying to use that specific point to say, that land really is of no value to you or anyone else. We're here, and we're the best use, because we can change that to, it almost felt to me like, to something that is unwanted at the moment.
2: Yeah. To
0: to. to to kind of revitalize it in our image
2: and yeah and you know even as they're saying that i think People who really loved food in St. Louis knew this as a destination. You know, this clientele yes. was was people from all walks of life would come there. Maybe not who they intend for this Costco project, but it really was a huge draw. People loved these restaurants, and I know Easton. When we said you were going to be on today, we heard from so many people who just want to know where is he going to reopen because they want to follow you wherever you're going. Oh, yeah. Do you have a line on something, whether or not you're able to announce it on the air <laughs> at this point? Do you have a sense of where? You might end up.
1: Um, there's a couple of places that I'm looking into. Um, this, yeah. this is it's, not
2: the end of the Palm Tree.
1: No, it's not the end of the Palm Tree. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm working with an agent at, at this very moment, uh, trying to uh, get a place uh, situated. Which, you know, it's it's it. it palm Tree is going to be bigger and better.
2: Well, I'm excited for that. I yes. think that's going to be yeah. great.
1: So some things happen for a reason, and, you know, sometimes you just go with the season.
2: And I know you said you're not going to wait for the city uh, to figure out this relocation assistance thing. But in time, once you figure this out and you figure out where you're going and your plans are in motion, um, are you hopeful that you will get some assistance for this displacement?
1: Of course, yes. I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful, but you know, I gotta take care of me first, and then I go and I say, "Hey, you know, yeah, it cost me this, it cost me that." You know,
2: you'll have some receipts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, Max, for you, you, you know, you were there and, you, and you'd built some businesses there. This was a, a great place for you to be located. Do you see yourself now moving these operations elsewhere once once you finally get that check from this whole eminent domain process?
0: Well, with the uh, the funds and portion of it, everything our portion in this eminent domain process is pretty much over with. So we've had to move on. Um, I will say it is in of error if you will. Yeah. And um but I will say for Easton and other small businesses that the immigrant population here is strong and um it's not whether how we carry on but we will carry on and build better, stronger, yeah. stronger businesses.
2: Well, Max Tai, thank you so much for joining us today.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you.
2: And Max's family owned multiple properties within that Costco redevelopment footprint, uh, and they were acquired then through Eminent Domain. Also, Easton Romer, thank you so much.
1: Oh, You're welcome. Thank you for having us.
2: And Easton is the founder of De Palm Tree Restaurant. It closed last month after 18 years in University City. It's coming back. At some point, we'll yes. be able to share with you where you can get that food. This episode was produced by Danny Wissentowski with audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Doerr. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here.